Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 18 about Sarasota. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get the most out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week we are sponsored by Bookshop. Bookshop is an online bookstore that allows you to shop both your local bookstore or bookshops across the country. We use Bookshop to compile our favorite road trip resources, fun beach reads, or classic favorites. It's easy to use and each purchase supports the bookstore you choose. Or if you don't choose a bookstore, proceeds are divided among hundreds of bookstores across the country. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash bookshop to see our must read lists and start shopping today. This week, we're going to talk about Sarasota. But before we talk about Sarasota, let's go into our Florida travel tip of the week. This tip is based off of somebody who mentioned a, something on a comment, and it was about an area that was being covered, and they said, you can't possibly do everything in this area, and, and it, this isn't enough coverage for this area. Right. But, but basically, our tip is, is that you don't, don't expect to see everything in an area in a day. Don't expect to see all of, insert whatever city you're going to, <laughs> exactly in one trip. You need to either plan what I can see in this place in a day or plan to stay longer. Multiple days or just know that you're not going to see everything. I say that about Walt Disney World. There's no way. No, not even. Even as residents, even as if we had annual passes, you can't see everything. So don't expect to ever see, see everything and don't wear yourself out. Nope. Trying to do it all. Nope. The point of visiting these places is to learn and enjoy, relax. And if you engage. only have a day, pick the highlights. Pick exactly. the things that suit you the best for that day. But what do you need to make sure that you do before you go outside? Hmm. What was that? Oh, I remember. Don't forget your sunscreen. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So this week I wanted to talk about Sarasota and a trip that I took a couple years ago, but most specifically, most specifically, that's a lot of superlatives. <laughs> specifically, I really just wanted to talk about the circus aspect of Sarasota. So this is definitely your area of expertise. So I will ask you a lot of questions, but I'm not a I'm not very familiar with Sarasota. So this is all you, lady. Sarasota is my area of expertise, but you have an area of expertise when it comes to the circus. I do. What did you used to do? <laughs> is this not weird that I have this area expertise. I was an aerialist. Of course you were. <laughs> uh, that was that was my like real career. <laughs> so you 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 need to go to Sarasota and I'm going to tell you why. Why have I not been to Sarasota? I you would ask. Don't right? know. I don't I, know. I, I guess I was too busy flying around in the air. Probably. But we'll talk about ways you can do that in Sarasota as well. So I'm kind of on a circus kick right now. I, I visited Sarasota um, in this area. These things that I'm going to talk about, I visited a couple of years ago, but recently I read a couple of books. I was just about to say, so you're, you made a circus, um, on, on your bookshop list. You made a circus I bookshop added list. The, the books that I've read. And one was the night circus, which my daughter absolutely loved. And I loved it too. It was really good. And then I read water for elephants, which has been out for a while, but in these books, the circus was not just a setting. It was a character. And it's fascinating. Plus, I, I rewatched this um, docu-series on PBS that we're going to link in the show notes, but it's this brilliant documentary series that talks about the history of the circus in America. And you think about it, the circus has been around, not the way that we know it, but the circus had been around since this country was founded. 
they even talk about the fact that there was a circus that George Washington used to go to mm. and it channels the, the docuseries goes through, um, just the history of the circus, most but more specifically the late 1800s post Civil War era, and that's where Sarasota is going to come in, and we'll talk about that in a in a little bit. But I know there's a there's a lot of different current climate thoughts about the circus and about animal welfare and performers, and and of course we're not gathering to see circuses right now, but it's such a huge part of our American history. I like that you use the word ingrained because it really is um, the foundation, a foundation. Yeah, it is. It's so important um, in the late 1800s. I mean, there were dozens, if not hundreds of different circus companies and they would travel by train all over the country. And one particular circus, um, they wintered in Sarasota and uh, do you know what that circus was? No. You don't know who wintered in Sarasota? No. Ringling. Oh, I, I mean, I could have named any number of circuses, <laughs> but I would have been guessing. One of the biggest names of circus history mm-hmm. was uh, the Ringling Brothers, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to give you a little bit of background on Sarasota. So Sarasota is both the city and the county. And it's often, when we talk about Sarasota, I'm often referring to the entire county area. So that includes the islands of Longboat Key, Lido Key, Siesta Key, um, and a few other keys, plus the inland cities of Sarasota, Venice, Nokomis. The area is about an hour south of Tampa, about two hours from Orlando. It's a great beach destination. And we'll come back and we'll talk all about the different keys. We'll talk about Siesta Key over in Sarasota and all the beaches over there. But I really wanted to focus on the circus aspect of Sarasota because there, there's a lot there. So when we went to visit, we started on the islands of St. Armand's and Lido Key. And these are two small islands that are connected by the John Ringling Causeway because they didn't have a road. He actually helped build the road that connected these islands where he wanted to where he wanted to be and it's kind of where Sarasota's history begins um the Ringling brothers were five brothers John was one of them he was the one that ended up bringing a lot of the um winter destination circus here in Sarasota and he built an estate there which is now part of the Ringling Museum and uh he yeah he he bought the island of St. Armand's Key and That's, finance the bridge connecting it to the mainland. I wonder if the reason that, that they ended up here and ended up turning this into their main place had to do with weather. Of course. Year round. Every year the weather. circus traveled all mm. summer long. They had a place to stay in the winter. And ironically, a lot of it was in the north in Connecticut or Wisconsin. Yeah, they just get knocked out during the wintertime. And I don't know why they didn't think about it. You watch this documentary. I don't know why they didn't think about it sooner. Why Ringling was the first one to come south, but he did. And he brought the circus here. Um, but in Saint, on St. Armand's Island, it's a really small island, but it has a lot of stores and restaurants, really good dining on St. Armand's. We actually did a food tour while we were on St. Armand's Island. And um, we got so we got to try the different restaurants and we got to learn more about the circus history. In the middle of in the middle of the island, though, there is a circus ring of fame. So just like a hall of fame, Mm -hmm. this is a ring of fame. And it's got um, 
different plaques that are um, that are attributed to the history of the circus. It has. Um, I lost my place. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. Uh, it includes, they induct new members every year. There's plaques all over this circle. It's outdoors. You can walk the circle, uh, walk the circle for the circus. I think those <laughs> words are related. <laughs> but there are more than 100 inductees added to that circuit, added to that circle. circle. So you can learn a lot about the circus just reading about trapeze artists and uh, animals such as Jumbo, the elephant, and of course the Ringling Brothers and P.T. Barnum and Bailey and all of those people that helped form the circus as we know it now are in that circus ring of fame. That circus life is an actual culture because as a as an aerialist in modern times, and I I learned yeah. I learned my aerial skills from former circus artists who had been around in the 60s and the 70s doing aerial stuff and circus stuff. And those, they live this sort of culture that is very unknown to. So if you look at those people, I'm sure um, that the, a lot of the people that I'm not, that the people that train me, yeah, yeah, but like the, the people that they were trained by, the people that they worked with are, are probably somewhere in there. And they, I mean, they just, they were hardcore, hardworking people. Exactly. I mean, they, they loved what they did too, which was really evident in not just the, the fictional books that I read, but also in the documentary, you could mm -hmm. just see what the, the people loved it. And, um, like I said, I did a food tour in arm and key uh with key culinary tours and in between bites we walked the island and we learned so much about what brought john ringling to the area and the history of the ringling brothers in that area so it's what a great way not just to go to a museum to get history take a food tour mm -hmm. eat shop learn some history the guides know what they're talking about it was really it was really really neat but like we said we do need to go to the museum yeah we do need to go to the Ringling Museum. And it's so many. The Ringling Museum in Sarasota is not on. Um, it is actually in Sarasota, the city. And it's the estate that John Ringling bought with his wife, Mabel. And in there, there's an art museum because they were art collectors. There's a historic theater. There's a garden. There's the former home of John and Mabel Ringling. Our favorite, however, was the Circus Museum. It's filled with over 200 years of circus history, and it has plenty of interactive exhibits for the kids. So There's this, parts of the circus that don't exist anymore that were existing back then, so it's a real historical... Exactly. Right or wrong, right. whatever it was, this was... Um, you know, the kids can go in the interactive exhibits and do... They can walk the high wire. I mean... We're talking it's a foot off the ground, but they can learn how to walk the high wire and be an acrobat. They can, um, you know, pretend to shoot from a cannon. Or you have that amazing picture, too, of um, that, what you said, in the miniature replica of the circus. Oh. It's such a, I looked at the picture. I actually thought that was from the picture you took, which you're, we'll, we'll put in the, on the, on the website. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, it looked like a real, it looked like you took a picture of the circus. So the circus we knew as we grew up, it was in a, an arena yeah. generally, right? Three you ring circus. To, mm -hmm. But you went to an arena, you, you paid your admission, you went to the circus, you ate from whatever the arena had to eat. But a hundred years ago, that circus traveled by train and did have the three ring circus tent, but also had 
menagerie tents where you could see the different exotic animals. They had the sideshow tents where you could see, um, you know, the bearded lady, right. the strong man, and you know, the movie. What's the movie with about Barnum? Oh, um, good, great, the greatest showman. Yeah. yeah, that is definitely fictionalized, right. of course, of his life in the circus. However, he did have, you know, he did bring people together and they did put on shows and mm-hmm. along the, the side shows. But so this, the circus would take up probably a full city block of things to do. And you had the vendors, you had the cotton candy and the peanuts and all of the great circus treats. So what was really neat is when the circus came to town, it came to town on trains. If you can imagine. Could you imagine sitting there, the little kid, as the train is rolling into town with with all the circus stuff on it? A wagon with a lion in it. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, giraffes coming out of. And the excitement <laughs> that car. they must have felt knowing that the, that that was the circus coming to town. That was the event. That That's what the documentary mentioned, though. That's at the time the circus came to town once a year. It was your entertainment. So imagine post-Civil War, pre-radio, pre-television. What did you do for entertainment? Right. You went to the circus. Mm-hmm. And that was their... You know, they can you imagine the two sixty train cars? Nope. Rolling into but town. But boy, when my son have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and with a circus on board at that. Oh my goodness. So in the museum, what's really neat is they do they have this miniature replica of what it looked like when the circus came to town. It was sixty train cars holding hundreds of wagons. They set up the big top, they set up all the sideshow tents. You you walk through the museum and you can see this miniature replica. And like Christina said, you look at a picture, you might actually think you were taking an aerial shot. It did. Of the circus. You, and think about this though too, you would have hundreds, hundreds of people working on the circus because you'd have not only the performers, you have all of the workmen that have to put up the tents, clean the tents, clean the areas, serve the food, take the tickets. And feed the performers and feed everybody else as a part of the circus. So you had cook tents. You They would come in ahead of time. Sometimes these traveled, um, the trains traveled two trains. You'd have one that went out ahead, set everything up, and then you'd have the one that would come behind that would carry all the animals and the performers. And so when the animals and performers rolled in, all the tents were ready. The food was being served. Uh, the you know places where the animals were... Um, housed and watered and fed would be ready for them. So you might have a tent that came or a train that came in beforehand. It's just, it's astounding the logistics behind something and it being that old too. Exactly. So this, this miniature replica of the circus, 44,000 pieces. So the tents, the tent poles, the people, the aerialists, the The detail in that, in that replica is insane. It is incredible. And it takes up the entire museum and you walk through and you can walk through and see the front of it and you can see the progression of the trains coming in and then you can see the progression of the performers getting ready then you see inside of the big top tent of what the shows looked like and the three ring circus and the menagerie it's just it's it's really cool the model really brings it to life in such a splendid fashion Mm -hmm. it's such it was such a huge part of small town america 
I have to say circuses brought families together for sure. I mean, I even have experiences. The very first circus I ever went to, my brother brought me. Oh, and where did you go? Do you remember? It was a Ringling Brothers circus in Tampa. Same. Mm -hmm. I went to Ringling Brothers in Michigan as well. I mean, because at that time, so the documentary explains how you had all of these different um, circus um, companies. Mm -hmm. And eventually when, you know, Barnum and... Barnum had his circus. Bailey had a circus. Eventually they combined Mm -hmm. as they passed away. Then the Ringling Brothers were coming up. And so you had the five Ringling Brothers that were coming up and becoming up and coming. And then as they started to pass away, um, they actually then acquired Barnum and Bailey. They ran as two separate circuses for a long time. Yeah. And then became Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. That's what I saw was Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, three ring circus in Tampa, I can't remember what the place was, but I went with my brother and I got to ride around the arena in the little horse-drawn carriage with a one, with a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so in in addition to the the miniatures, which I think like I said it gives you such that great feel of what that looked like in late, you know, early um late 19th century, early 20th century, what that life looked like. Um They also have exhibits that go through some of the history. They have a working calliope. Do you know what a calliope is? No. So can you imagine the trains that would go through the town? They would take the wagons through the town and parade them through the town to announce that the circus is here. And that calliope, you imagine the circus music coming out of it. It's like a pipe organ that played. It's one of their train cars, right? It is. It was, it would be a wagon that was on their train car and then they would parade through the streets and play the calliope. And that's how everyone knew the circus. The circus was there. (laughs) So, um, so you can take a look at, the calliope, the artwork also too. Imagine how did you know if you were in small town America, how did you know that the circus was coming? Pictures. Posters. The advertisements that's so iconic to the circuses as well is that in this museum, they take a look at the past shows. um, They take a look at what the human body is capable of. That was something I think that's a circus performer thing, right? Oh, I know what that. can you do? <laughs> I know that the human body, especially when it comes to the circus, and I, I can joke about this, but it is very serious. You can do so much more with your body than you think. And that's how <laughs> circus performing came about. That's how acrobatics came about is people taking the human body and pushing it to the ultimate limit. Yeah. And that's where, you know, oh, let me see if I can juggle these three balls. Oh, let me see if I can juggle five. Oh, let me see if I can juggle a seven. Ring of fire. <laughs> let me see if I can add in um, knives to the <laughs> right. <laughs> it's that's part of. You have to the... top yourself. You have to push. You have to. You have to come up with the idea and then take the idea to the next level. Exactly. Um, so even though you know our modern day circus has changed, you can go back and look at the history in this in the Ringling Museum. It's really an incredible museum. It was one of my favorite parts that surprised me about Sarasota. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to the beach <laughs> and instead I learned all about the circus and how, all about the history. So going to that museum, how long do you think it would take you to do the museum itself? Just the museum. I think you could probably spend two hours. Okay. And maybe a little more, maybe a little less depending on your level of interest. I so think I could spend 
I could spend easily a half hour to 45 minutes just walking through that miniature. So that's the museum, but there's other aspects to that area. There is other aspects to um, the Ringling Museum area because they also have an art museum in there and you can tour the house. So um, if you go to ringling.org, they have the Museum of Art. They have Ka Dazan, which was their home. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Circus Museum. You have a theater and you have gardens that you can walk through. And it is... I. So what goes on in the theater? In the theater? That's a good question. Well, I was wondering, I mean, that, there's a school there. So do they put on shows? Do they, you know, do the, do the performers from the circus school get to do stuff in that theater? Or Yes. So they do have performances in that theater. Um, nearby is also the Sarasota Ballet, which isn't too far from, gotcha. the, from that theater. Um, However, yes, they do. They do shows right now. It's kind of hard to say what right, they do because right now theaters are not not as they're not performing as much. Um, but they do have performances at the mu at the museum at the um, a solo theater, the historic solo theater. But in the Museum of Art too, it's some of their collection. We spent most of our time in the Circus Museum. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to visit the theater, the Circus Museum the Museum of Art, the home, you could easily spend a half day, if not longer, mm -hmm. there. I have a little bit more, though, in Sarasota. But before I talk about the next place, I want to ask you where, when you trained as an aerialist, was this all when you were with the mouse or was it outside of that? It was outside of that. Okay. Where mm -hmm. did you train? Um, there was a compound out here in Claremont that, that it was on someone's property and they were former circus performers. Um, and they basically, at the time they trained all of the, or most of the local aerialists that were up and coming. And we went to their compound. They had a trapeze rig out there. They had a cradle rig out there. They had stuff where you could hang silks or hoops from their tree and, and everything was all rigged up and in their yard with the trampoline. And yeah. Did you know that you can do that in Sarasota too? Yeah. One of the people that performed with me, um, grew up in Sarasota taking classes, um, not like at the school school, but like taking classes there in that in that school, but not as a student. She was young like I was. Yeah, there is the Circus Arts Conservatory where they have performance training, outreach. They they um, do performances and have events and um, and they do classes and camps. So you can do aerial silks like mm -hmm. you did. Did you do the silks out at their compound as well? I did. Um, I did them out there, but I actually learned them at the venue that I was working. Okay. That's what I wondered. So if you're not familiar when we say silks, describe that. Basically, it's it looks like long curtains. <laughs> They're pulled up <laughs> they kind of do. <laughs> 20 to 30 feet, depending on what height your, your rig is. And you climb up them and wrap yourself all up and do, you know, some of them are drop moves. Some of them are static moves. You can fly on silks and... Um, people think of Cirque du Soleil, the guy that would fly around with the silks flying behind him. It's a very beautiful act. So speaking of circuses, that is our modern day, one of our modern day circuses Soleil, now yeah. is the Cirque du Soleil, where they do the aerial skills and the acrobatics and the clowns. And have you seen a Cirque du Soleil? Yes, show? many. <laughs> I have seen a couple as well. And it's just, they're astounding too, what they can do. Now that is taking your athletic ability and pushing it to the limit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So at the Circus Arts uh, Conservatory, you can do silks, mm -hmm. you can learn aerial skills, you could do, um, and this is 
for kids and adults, they have um, beginner aerial skills. They have uh, a circus sampler. They can, you can do the flying trapeze. I do. I do think that is something that everybody should experience if oh, okay. you are physically capable. Is learning or trying some sort of um, aerial type. Uh, I think it would be really cool to do the trapeze. I think I would be terrified. But I would love to. That's that to me is well, they very have a, significant of a circus. They have it set up with, you know, you're on wires and it's very safe. Exactly. And, yeah. No, you're not falling down for mm-hmm. sure. You're not falling. <laughs> you're not even going to fall to the net. You're you're rigged. Correct. Uh, so you check out the Circus Arts Conservatory. That's circusarts.org. And then you can take a look at their classes and their camps and their performances. I would imagine that, again, just like every other performance venue, they're going to start coming back this summer with new things to do and new things to see. So it's a great way to learn how to be a circus artist yourself. I have plenty I could learn. <laughs> even now, you could still learn how to do circus arts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of them, but I don't know all of them. Okay. I was never, I was never, everyone always says, oh, you were a trapeze artist. I was actually no. never a trapeze artist. I don't, I've flown on trapeze just for the fun of it, but I've never done you, trapeze. You were mostly silks. I, well, I was cradle, actually. Okay. I had a partner and I did cradle and silks and web and hoop. Okay. Lyra. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was something else, too. I had seen, we stayed at Gaylord Palms over Christmas yeah. time, and they did a circus-type performance. They had aerialists had that with there. the hoop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, so My old partner from the show I did at Disney, he used to do that there. They did. He's done several acts there at Gaylord. That's really cool. I think the circus is still alive, I think. It's not in the way that it was. It's not in the way that even we grew up, but seeing things like Cirque du Soleil and those other performance types of arts, go to Sarasota and see what the circus was all about. Go visit St. Armand Circle and visit the Circus Ring of Fame. It's a whole other type of culture that you can experience in Florida. Take in the Ringling Museum, go to the Circus Arts Conservatory. Physical arts and visual arts right there. It is. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it absolutely is. I mean, it's physical if you participate in it. Yeah. Uh, It was a lot of fun. It was definitely one of those things that surprised me Mm -hmm. about Sarasota. I knew that it was there. I knew that the winter, you know, that they wintered there. And And it definitely sparked something inside you too. Absolutely. I learned a lot. And now I've got just a new fond, newfound appreciation for the circus and the history of the circus in in America. I think it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week, we're going to share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. This week, what have you got? We haven't talked about anything that we normally talk about. Yeah, I meant to ask you about cocktails at the circus, but I suppose waiting for the featured Florida product (laughs) of the week is okay. Florida orange groves and wine. They offer tropical fruit wines to choose from. Like, is that key, key lyman? Key lyman and mango mama. I love it. That sounds good. <laughs> FloridaWine.com for Florida orange groves and wine. I think we need to take a trip out there and visit. We did look at their their store. I can't remember where they're located. They're on that side of the state. I know they're not too far from Sarasota. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they had a lot of different um, tropical flavors mango mama yeah let's do it 
Uh, where can we find the Florida Travel Pod? Florida Travel Pod can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. You can also find the things that we've talked about on our show notes in your podcast player or visit floridatravelpod.com slash blog for full details. Reach out to us on email by sending an email to hello at floridatravelpod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. (laughs) This helps others discover our content. Additionally, you can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod. Our supporters get shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more depending on your level of support. Plus, we'll have some surprises along the way. Your support allows us to give you the best content from the Sunshine State. That's it for this week. I'm Tanya. I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. 